0: is Exit Vila, powered by BacksportsPage.com. Welcome
1: back to the Exit Velo podcast. I'm your host, Adam Cohen, and I'm joined tonight by my co-workers, Henry and Q. Today, we are doing the top 10 center fielder list for the 2020 season of Major League Baseball. And just for the record, we are using the MLB depth chart list. And for the record, also, we are sprinting Whitmerryfield since we had him at second base. So... Our mistake on that one, he's apparently more of a center fielder, but we'll move on for that. Regardless, it will be a fun and exciting show. A lot of different top ten lists between us. So, fellas, how are you doing tonight? And also, was it just me, but after the top three or four guys, the rest of the players just kind of fall off?
0: Yeah, they tend to do that, but here at Exit Velo, we, we always mesh it up, so I ain't worried about nothing.
2: Uh, I'm also not worried to let the record show. Uh, I'm feeling good tonight, too. I'm happy to be talking some baseball with you fellas. But I do agree, Adam. It, it's not a super deep position.
1: Yeah, it, it's very strange because when you think center field, you think premier position in baseball. But it's not exactly like that as much as we've seen with perhaps some other positions. Like right field it, was amazing.
0: It's become synonymous with defense and back in the day it was probably the best outfielder in the field now that's up for debate probably right field and center field has to hold it down
2: Yeah, i agree with q that it being more of a defense oriented position that kind of makes it tougher for our purposes to rank and you know pull out exciting stats cuz we're not going to talk about how many putouts or assists these guys had oh, last don't year don't worry
0: though we got something we got <laughs> something <between laughs> we, we, guys and girls. we might give you
2: a little defense here and there
0: well, whip it up, whip it up, but let's get right into it, Adam. Let's
1: do it. Well, right before we enter the top 10, we should talk about what Rob Manfred said the other day, and what he said was, best case scenario, we could see baseball as early as May, which would be amazing, and he would try to play as much of a full season as possible, but worst case scenario, it might not be safe to play even in empty stadiums, and we could see the season cancel as a whole. So, what, what do, you guys, when do you guys think that we will see the season begin? As soon as possible because we have the leader of the free world who has
0: uh, basically – he's saying that there's pent-up demand and people want to go to the movies. They want to go to sporting events and he might be right about that. And I know baseball likes money and they're losing a lot of it. They need fans in the seats but they will play – in May, without fans
2: in the seats. Lock it in. Q, everything you said was right uh, all the way up until the end there. I don't know about playing in May with uh, no fans in the seats, but certainly there is the demand for it. I mean, we all miss sports. We want to see it. And certainly Major League Baseball would like there to be baseball. uh, But, you know, it's a safety issue at this point, and I'm just not sure that things are going to be good to go by May. I hope that they are, but I think we're still in wait-and-see mode.
1: I like a, I like both of your points. I think Hugh made a good point when he said that they'll probably play an empty CMs first to begin with. That's almost hands down. But I have to agree with Henry in that May might be just a bit too early. But other I, quick news. I, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Why yeah, doesn't
0: anyone talk about putting fans like in one seat and then they can't sit? You know, there's three empty seats. You know, however long the the sneeze or cough is. What is it? Six feet. Yeah. They can maybe you know do something like that maybe
2: you know. Yeah, uh, you still have all the players close to each other, and I think it's it'd be really difficult in practice to to make all that happen and to control the whole the whole game. You know, people coming in from the parking lot and I all know. That, but. I, I, I yeah. that. I just had to say. That.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't get why they don't just buy like a giant quarantine testing facility in front <laughs> of the stadium, make sure everyone gets inside safe. But moving on from that. It's interesting also, just to mention it really quick, is that the owners are playing, paying their players $107 million advance for April and May. The 2020 free agents will still be the 2020 free agents, and the MLB draft, if it does happen, will be shortened to five rounds this year, perhaps 20 rounds next year. Fellas, real quick, what do you guys have to say about that?
0: They're shortening the rounds, right? That stinks because I like seeing late-round players come up through the ranks and surprise me. Because it's cool to see Luis Roberts or Pete Alonzo or these high picks. You know, they're probably going to be good. But I always love those 20th round. How many rounds does it usually go? 40. 40. Like, has there been someone in the late 30s that's been elite? Quick trivia.
1: Or Piazza has.
2: Yeah, that definitely has Piazza. been, guys. Along, along uh, the long history of the game, there's been some some sleepers, I'm sure.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't like that. But they'll get them signed, and I'm sure there's vehicles like the Rule 5 and all those things will help.
2: Yeah, I think overall it's a pretty players-friendly set of uh, agreements they came to there, so I'm happy for the players there. Maybe, Q, you touched on not so good for players looking to come into the game, but, you know, for the established guys that are already in baseball, I think it's a good deal.
0: Oh, yeah, they got stability, but only for a year. Let's get into it.
1: Yeah, at the very least, I'm happy just to see a draft and that these free agents won't be given less service time, so that's always a plus. But Q, you you said it best. Let's go into it. Let's first start off for a rookie to watch. Q, why don't you start us off? Okay. My rookie is connected to someone else,
0: my honorable mention, David Dahl, because I believe Dahl was overhyped, and he's slated to start But there's a rookie there in Colorado named Sam Hilliard. He is right behind him. He has a lot of good stuff. Dahl's been just underperforming for years now. And Sam has the numbers to back it up. He has some pop. He runs pretty well. He doesn't steal a lot of bases, but he's consistent. Something Dahl never really lived up to be.
2: My pick would have to be a little, maybe more of an obvious one, and that's Luis Robert. Uh, Last season in Triple A, 974 OPS. Uh, He hits home runs. He steals bases. He also batted 297. He's been around a 300 hitter throughout his minor league career. He's going to come up, play every day for the White Sox, and be a beast.
1: I like. Re- I do really like both of those. Pits. Sam Hilliard, he's probably gonna be better than David Dahl, to be honest. And Dahl had an all-star caliper season last year. And as for at least Robert, this guy could be a easily rookie of the year in American League, and he's a very, very dark horse candidate for M- for MVP. Maybe not too dark horse, but it would take a lot. Still, for for me, I have Dylan Carlson. He had 26 homers and 20 stolen bases. Across double A AA and triple A last season, and he also won the Texas League Player of the Year award. So he looks really dominant, and the Cardinals can use all of the offense they need, especially in center field, too. So that would certainly help them. But moving on to honorable mentions, Q, who are your honorable mentions? Kevin Pilar. He used to be synonymous with thinking of a
0: pretty good center fielder, and you said he's not going to start, right? Yeah, he's not slave to start right now. He, You talked about defensive gems. Pilar has made some, and the next guy, Kevin Kiermeyer. Where have they gone? <laughs> Folks?
1: <laughs> well, Kevin? Yeah, go ahead, Henry.
2: No, I'm sorry. You go for it, Adam.
1: Well, I feel like Pilar has lost some of his touch in center field. Not that he isn't super, not that he doesn't make highlight plays, but there's a reason why he couldn't handle the spacious... Center field for the Giants. Offensively, he was actually very good, his best. But yeah, ribbies, big ribbies. A right? lot of ribbies, but ribbies don't always matter as much. Maybe for the Giants a bit more. Wow. But left field, he he had to be moved over there since defense was there. For Kiermaier, he's not really that 2020 guy that everyone wanted him to be. And his he just de-
0: gets triples. It seems
2: like he gets them
0: a lot of triples, and that's it. He gets a decent <laughs> amount of
1: triples. Still good defense, but nothing really else besides that.
2: I agree with Adam for the most part. I think both those guys have somewhat limited upside, but they are steady and they're not going to be terrible for you. So there's there's certainly something to be said about that. My honorable mention is Ian Happ. Surprise, surprise! Oh, Henry is a Cubs player. Bias. I know. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I am. Nimmo but. is
0: not on this list. Don't worry. <laughs> uh,
2: Hap hits home runs. Uh, he draws walks pretty well. Uh, in a short season in the majors last year, he was only up for 58 games. He did have an 898 OPS. So if he's playing, he won't be every day, but maybe if it's close to every day, I think Ian Hap can be a difference maker in Chicago.
1: Ian Happ's power's always been there. What was it? Was it a 2019 or 2018 season, Henry, when he started off the year of the first home run across league Baseball?
2: It was last year. It was 2019.
1: Okay, cool. I remember that was like a cool fact I heard about him. But, yeah, his power's very legit. The only reason why I didn't have him on there is because I feel like he'll be playing with Albert Amora Jr. for playing time. But his power's there, and he would be a 30-plus homer guy someday.
2: Yeah, Almora's going to play, but I think Hap will see the majority of the time. Hopefully Almora's bat just being terrible. Keep him out of the lineup and let Hap shine.
0: Let's go Hap, but number 10. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, got, hold on.
1: Let me a hey, hey. minute. You, you didn't let me speak, Q. I, I'm sorry, I'm excited about this guy, but go on, go on. Thank you. I'm kidding. I'm just messing with you. But I know you're excited and happy to get your top. He's side. not.
0: He's not, folks. He's wow. not.
1: But you're, you're, you're downgrading Alright, alright. Well I know this is gonna sound controversial because I had Dylan Carlson as my rookie to watch. And Double rookie? No, not a rookie, but this is Harrison Vader. Oh, yeah. oh. okay. I know he sounds ill. I that's know. It's conflicting. He does. It's conflicting. But I ha <laughs> he went to University of Florida with my buddy, so could be a s- little bit biased, but I think also he has still good speed, but certainly helps him center field. When he got set down in A last season, because he wasn't doing well, had 1,100 OPS, so his back can still come through a bit. And he's one of the best center fielders in baseball, so maybe he'll push Carlson to right field, honestly. That's certainly a possibility. But it, Carlson's going to take his job.
2: Yeah, he also – Bader also had a 680 OPS in the bigs last year, 39 yeah. of RBI. 205 batting average. The defense is great. 39. Though. He's a great defensive he's, player, though. I will grant you that, Adam.
1: Mm-hmm. It's more defense hopeful. you
0: can always get. You can always find a Lagaris. <laughs> I think he's
1: better than Lagaris defensively, though. I will say. Ooh,
0: that's a good debate for another yeah. day. Lagaris is pretty good, though. He was with I the won that web. Gold glove. A cue. Okay, so let me hear you. Should I get into him? What? I had something really good prepared. Number 10, Loriano. And he had a great season by all measures, but there's two stats I want to point out. He had 27 walks and 123 strikeouts. Yeah. That really jumps at me when he batted 288. So he has a lot of room for improvement. If he can get those walks up and the strikeouts down... He hit mid twenties to high twenties home runs.
2: Man, twenty four. I
0: could be limited. Yep. Twenty four is good. Yeah, with that many strikers and that little walks, that's that's surprising. I thought at
1: least. Mm-hmm. Henry, who's your ten?
2: I, I'm sorry I agree with Q I do like Loriano for all the reasons he said I think he can raise that batting average I actually rank him a little bit higher uh, my number 10 is Byron Buxton which I don't feel great about but I think that kind of speaks to the position not being very deep and he everybody knows he has upside and he gets hurt year after year but you keep thinking maybe someday he gets that 2020 season and maybe – I mean, he has 30-30 upside, but, you know, he hasn't stayed healthy long enough to hit the home runs. But he's been closer with the steals, plays good defense. Ladies and gentlemen, Byron Buxton. I actually
1: do have Buxton on my list too, a little bit higher, which is all the more surprising. I'm sure I'll hear some clap back from Henry a bit, but I – do kind of like another Byron buxton s player in Victor Robles. Robles still needs to come up his bat a bit, but he still hits 17 home runs, and he's one of the best centerfielders in baseball, a 23 defensive run save, which is amazing, and 28 still bases, 2.5 F4 player, and the Nationals really have a good rookie in their hands who is just, what, 20, 21 years old, so he can definitely improve.
2: I didn't know Robles was quite that young, but, yeah, he is a beast. I have him on my list, too. I have a great story,
0: great story about him. I didn't know who he was, my first Mets credentials, and he's really nice. He's a nice guy, like answers all the questions, was talking to me, and I got to the point where I had to sort of say his name, and he knew I didn't know it. Now I do, so it was funny. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's good to hear. Don't fire me. Don't fire (laughs) me. (laughs) Can we get into number nine?
1: Yeah, Q, you're the guy who starts us off, so go right ahead.
0: Oh, baby. All right, Nick Senzel. Another little weird pick because his numbers weren't there. He didn't get that many at-bats, only 375. His average was 256, 12 home runs, 42 ribbies. I like how he stole 14 bases. I really like that. And I think he'll get better and better. He has the tools, and his nickname for all viewers is Little Sens. Come on, that's great. Little uh, Sens.
2: That is a pretty cool <laughs> nickname. I'll give you that. I like Sinzel too, not quite enough to put him on my list. I think that Shogo Akiyama pushes him in center field a little bit, but it's a young guy. This guy's the limit. Uh, number nine for me is another young guy with the sky the limit uh, we already talked about him a little bit it's Luis Roberts uh, if, if he's my rookie I figure it's only right that or I'm sorry I haven't top 10 so I should say it's only right he would have been my rookie as well but number nine Luis Robert
1: yeah for Senzel I would say Q that I do side with Henry I think Senzel Will not play quite center. He'll play all over the place, play some corner outfield, play some second base, but he's been a highly talented prospect for a long time. There's no doubt he can hit.
0: Second pick, I believe.
1: That's true, yeah, I think you're right. And as for Luis Robert, I have him a lot higher on my list, so I'm interested to hear your feedback later on, Henry, but he is a certain good choice for top 10. For my number nine
2: pick. Well, thank you. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, thank you. I appreciate you saying it was a good pick. Of course. Don't say thank you. <laughs> Come on. Nice. I, I was courteous. That was very kind of you, Adam. Thank that you. Was, that was. That was. I like that. <laughs> it's me
1: and Henry versus it's, the world. It's, my,
2: it's <laughs> my turn now. Hey, it's I didn't my turn turn that.
1: What is this for cutting me off, Q?
0: Um, we're... Okay. I just like screwing with you. It's just mm-hmm. fun.
1: Yeah, it is. I, I, I can see that. I'm more high-strung than you. I'll say that for sure. Yeah, get Lucy Goosey. Goosey, Lucy Goosey. Goosey. Alright, for me, I got Lorenzo Kane, though, and Kane is definitely getting older. It seems like this guy's been around forever, because he has been around forever. And everyone remembers him from the 2015 World Series Championship, the Royals, but now his prime started to come off a bit. No longer that top three and MVP caliber player, but he still has double digit pop, 18 stolen bases. He won a gold glove, I think, for the first time last season, and he was a 5.7-word player as recently as 2018. So he's my number nine. He'd be a little bit higher, maybe a little lower, but I think number nine is a good spot for him.
0: I think that's pretty low because Kane doesn't have really the pop, but I like the way he plays the Mm -hmm. game. He plays hard-nosed. He's good defensively. He gets hits. He makes the right plays. But my number eight is Oscar Mercado. He's on the Indians. He only had 438 at-bats last year with 70 runs, 118 hits, 54 ribbies, 28 walks. That needs to get up there. But I feel like he will benefit from a healthier Lindor and the rest of the crew. The Indians will bounce back. We'll hope and we'll see.
2: I like Mercado a lot, too. I have him ranked a couple spots higher. Uh, And Lorenzo Cain, I might have actually snubbed him now that you mentioned that, Adam. He is steady, if nothing else, for the Brewers. And he's basically what you hope Byron Buxton would be. So maybe I should have had him instead. Uh, But number eight for me is Danny Santana, who's really only done it one year where he's put it all together. But he's shown flashes before as a utility guy. He had 283 last year with 28 bombs, 81 RBI, and 857 RPA, or sorry, uh, OPS, I should say. So awesome stats, and he's uh, stole 21 bases as well. I should say he's contributing all across the board. He can play a whole lot of positions, uh, but pretty good in center field too. I think Danny Santana's got some upside, fellas. Mm,
0: that's interesting. We should. Uh Skip past Adam's feet, but no, no, no. you got it, you got it, Adam, all right, I got you loose now, let's go, let's
1: go. You achieved your goal there, Q. There we
0: go. Well, I
1: would say that all our number eight pits have something in common, and that is they have that power-speed combo, and Mercado-Santana, both of them have really good upside, they both have this great power-speed combo, but I think Laureano, my number eight, is just a tad better because... Everyone knows this guy can play defense. Everyone's seen those 350 throws. Yes. And we
0: forgot to say that that is very true. Yeah, and he robs home he runs. He does. He robs home runs. He
1: does. And <laughs> he's a really good hitter too. 26% above the league average according to Weight it runs created plus. 24 homers, 13 stolen bases. So very, very impressive young player and he wasn't even around for a full season, only 123 games. So we'll see what he can do in a full year.
0: Okay. It's my turn again. I got my man Robles. Sorry if you're listening. You're probably not Jamie. You are a very nice dude. You're fast. Your OPS is 745. You're playing a lot of games. You're healthy. And your nickname is Vic. Simply. I like that. It's elegant, classy. You're going to have a nice career. He's in there for me.
2: Yeah, it's a to-the-point nickname and pretty elegant and classy, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Vic, uh, come on. Uh, it's,
2: uh, I like the power speed. We have a lot of power speed guys on these lists, uh, I'm noticing, but I like Vic Robles, too. Which is actually why I have him ranked at number seven as well, Q. So, no argument from me. Oh,
0: uh, we agree for once. Good good stuff. <laughs> it won't last, folks. Trust
1: me. Well, I would say <laughs> that the tables are now turning a bit because I think it's going to be Q and Henry versus me now. Because I have Byron Butson as my number seven pick. Oh, and, my god. Hey, hear me out. Hear me out. I know that Butson is not getting Mike Trout. That was too much hype. And this guy... Love him. Very, very cool. Super fast. But he's skinnier than me, and that's really saying something. This guy's like a toothpick. But nonetheless.
0: I mean, he's not – you're not skinny, bro. You're, you're jacked,
1: I thought. All right. I appreciate <laughs> sure. I think you're overhyping me just a smidge. I'm in your head. In head. I'm in you're your head. You're oh, mind games sh- with me.
0: <laughs> Go on. Come on. You got it. He's skinny, but, but he
1: has <laughs> – Like Henry mentioned, he has great homer and speed combo. He never reached that 30-30 plateau, but he still had 10 homers, 14 stolen bases, 11% above league average last year, and surprisingly in just 87 games, a 2.7 F4. So just imagine if he can finally be healthy over a full season. He could be a five-war player, which would be one of the best center fielders in baseball.
2: None of us would be surprised. We wouldn't be surprised. It's just always an issue Mm -hmm. of staying healthy.
0: Well, can I get to six? May. Can I?
1: You I'm allowing it.
0: I got, I got Lorenzo Cain, and we mentioned him, but you didn't mention his nickname. It's three kids with a dollar sign, which I'm going to assume means his kids. But how did it become his nickname? We're going to get on that for you, folks.
2: This is uh, apparently the nickname episode, and oh, I yeah, don't – I don't know what my number six guy's nickname is, but we've talked about him a little bit already. That's Oscar Mercado. Uh, Had a strong rookie year for the Indians last season in 115 games. Uh, He had 15 homers and 15 steals, batting .269. So uh, build on that. He's going to be 25 this year and should play about every day. Another power speed guy. What's new? I will
1: say something, and you, might, you guys might not like it, but that's what we're here for. I think Kane's getting a bit old, and I don't think he's going to develop as well with this now power-driven game. And for Mercado, he has the talent he does. He can fit him very nicely with Lindor and with that power-speed combo, but he might be a year or two away. So I think both of your picks are a bit high, and I'll let you comment right after I see my number six pick, which is certainly biased a bit.
0: You will not say that pick. I and will it's not Brett allowed. Gardner, or Gardy, <laughs> since
1: we're saying nicknames.
2: <laughs> oh, oh my oh. god!
1: Oh hey, no. this guy's been an excellent fielder. Are you the are you stalker? You're the stalker? He's been an excellent fielder <laughs> for so many years. And I know oh. the ball was juice last year, but he still had 20 home runs. He still runs a baseball. He actually has always had a pretty oh. decent on base percentage. Maybe not as much last year, but what about his what about his girly arm though? He has. But he makes electric plays. He still grades out well. I know. Yeah,
0: but you know, I would say out of so many
1: of these center fielders, though, he has at least he has at least the capability of being a solid center fielder. Because I think he is like he can't. He's not going to be a bad player. He's going to be at least average to above
0: average. Good bunter. Good bunter. Pretty I think solid,
2: actually. solid is the right word there. I think you're hitting the nail on the head. And I thought about him, but I just didn't think he was as exciting as, as some of these other high upside young guys. Plus, I mean, is he going to? I mean, I know the Yankees are banged up, and we don't know when the season's going to start, but is he going to play every day?
1: Pretty much. I would say Talkman could take over in center a few times, but Gardner's the main center fielder. Yeah,
0: Yankees fans love him, and he does play the game hard. And his hairline's messed <laughs> There is no up, hairline. Yeah. That's a story for another exactly. It's it's crazy. But <laughs> we can get yeah, into no five one. for me. I got I got Starling Marte at five. I know that's interesting because his stats are really good. Two ninety five average, twenty three ding dongs, eighty two ribs, twenty five stolen bases, eight forty five OPS. I think there are players that are coming up and are going to be better. Marte will benefit from going to the D-backs, though. I will say that.
2: Uh, I like I like Marte a lot, too, and I think the move helps him getting out of that wasteland in Pittsburgh. My number five was previously hyped up by Adam, and that's Ramon Laureano. I like him a lot, too. Uh, I am pretty. I like a lot of similar guys in this range I'm seeing, but L'Oreano should be a beast. He He's a good baseball player. I
1: would say is <laughs> a very safe, solid pick. Has done nothing but rake and field and run since he's come up. And Marte, I certainly agree with you there, too. I have him very close to what you have. And he is that great power-speed combo that he's always had in his career, and he will certainly benefit in a pretty decently offensive team in Arizona. and.
0: Yeah, watch out for them. They might make some Sims noise. I do. They got bats,
2: and they got they got better in the off season. I think we can all agree on that. Med, med bum. come on,
0: who
1: doesn't uh, love yeah. Med
0: yeah. bum?
2: Just That'll time to
1: watch out for those dirt bikes. That's all he needs to know.
0: Yeah, uh, I was gonna say when he rides dirt bikes, it's okay. And you know, Sespit <laughs> with his horse or hogs. It's it's no bueno for Sespitus ever. Right. <laughs> That comes with three yeah. rings, though I guess, right?
1: Well, <laughs> for my number five, I have a pretty conservative viewpoint for Luis Robert. He had 32 homers, 36 stolen base across three levels last year. He's already going to be a starting center fielder for the White Sox. Signed that, what was it about 50 million extension before playing a single major league game? He's going to be great for them. I don't think he's going to be quite the MVP type player just off the bat, but he's still. Will be very solid. Should win the AL Rookie of the Year award. Who's his competition? Madrigal or something like
0: that, or he plays a different position.
2: Uh, Nick Madrigal is all right. I think he's going to play a little bit of right. second base. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, he doesn't play outfield at all. He could fill in. He'll, he might platoon out there a little bit, but I think it'll be okay. uh, largely the Luis Luis Roberts show in center field.
0: Nice, nice. Okay, okay. I got George Springer, and I know that might surprise people to put Luis Roberts above George Springer, but the man cheated, so he has to get a a D note in my book. Let's see it without it. Obviously, he's a great, great center fielder. His stats speak for himself. 96 runs last year, 96 RBIs, 67 walks, 292 average, 140 hits, which I like. In only 479 at-bats. He's great.
2: Well, Q, Q I'm glad that you're going to hold Springer accountable. It's about time somebody serves some justice to the Astros. I think that's kind of been lost in the shuffle these days. But, uh, if, you know, yeah, so good, good on you to discount Springer there. My number four, uh, we've discussed him already, and Starling Marte. So I'll save you guys uh, a little bit of time. You know him. He's going to be good.
1: Yeah, I got Marte over there, too, so I think along the same lines, and that's a great point that you mentioned to you, by the way, and how there could be some regression for Springer, and I have him shortly after, but it'll be interesting to see what happens at the signs.
0: Most definitely, and I got at three Luis Roberts. He's a phenom. Let's see if he can be like Alonzo and Al- Alvarez, but... He has the players around him. Chicago, the Chi-Chi's going to rule that town, Henry,
2: right? Uh, That is a talk for another show. I I can go a whole episode on that whenever you want, Q. I don't agree. There's my answer in a nutshell. Uh, but I, oh, anytime, but I,
0: anytime. Yeah, at least 10 minutes, minutes, make it 20, but do it I, I do like
2: Robert. He's mm-hmm. going to be a beast, but number three for me, uh, George Springer, you know, he hits those Springer dingers, 39 of them last <laughs> year, 292 batting average. And yeah, the Astros cheated, but he's still a beast. Uh, he's still going to hit, hit those Springer dingers. So bit more, uh, more big things to come. He has much in the clutch.
1: Yeah, he was the 2017 World Series MVP, and he just does everything right besides the sign-stealing, of course. So he he actually really looked like a dark horse MVP candidate before he got injured. And he had 39 home runs in just 122 games last season. So over the course of a full season, he's very scary. And for one and two, just going into that, I think we might all be able to agree here.
0: No, no, no. Hold the phone. Really? Oh, yeah, I'm going there.
1: Wow, okay. So, by that logic, you don't have Trout as number one. I can't, because that's boring.
0: I'm going to make a case uh, of Bellinger.
2: Why not? Uh, Why all not? Right. Yeah, let's hear
0: it. All right. Trout has not seen the playoffs in his entire career. Uh, here so. we go. That, that stinks for him. He has Rendon now.
2: He but has it. one playoff appearance, let the record show. <laughs> they lost. Okay, all but, right. But he Be- made it once. Bellinger
0: was. has... <laughs> All right, all right, but Bellinger has bets now. He has lucks. He has a lineup, and look at his numbers last year. 121 runs, 170 hits, 115 RBIs, 95 walks, 305 batting average. That's pretty comparable. I know Trout is better. How many home runs did he hit for the record?
1: 45 in just 134 games.
0: So he, he missed out on 30, you know, around 30 games. He might be better. It might be not that oh. ludicrous to say.
2: I think he, Trout's better, it's man. Not,
0: it's not close.
2: It's, it's, it's like Bellinger's an awesome player, and he might have been better than Trout last year. But what we've seen from Bellinger is, one, really pretty awesome season in his rookie year, and then True. a disappointing yeah. second year, And then last year he was amazing. So, I mean, we've seen greatness from Trout year in and year out, like for like eight years in a row now. Uh, Best OPS in baseball for the last five years. And the other year he won the MVP. I I appreciate you trying to make the case for Ben and Fans don't kill me. (laughs) I I just did it
0: to be annoying. Trout, Trout is the best. He's like Tom Brady that never won, he's sick. He's a New Jersey native, kind of near me, and he hits the ball so, so hard. That's really underrated. Is what, What's it called, Adam? You know uh, that measurement.
1: It's, it's a title, velocity. yeah.
0: Right? <laughs> hey, there we go. Oh,
2: gosh. That, see, that's the one you really ones? should know, though. Nah, I did that on the segue. was It was a
0: segway. But listen, trial won't be there forever, so... Don't think he'll be there forever. He might, but Damn. Bellinger's nipping Luis yeah. Roberts to see what he could do. Other than that, eh, Trout might hold it down. Yeah.
2: You're, you're putting your soothsayer hat on there, Q, preying on Mike Trout's downfall. Well, long live oh, the king. Yeah. That's what I say.
0: Uh, I have to. or at least We're just going to agree the whole time, and it gets boring. I'll be yeah. the villain. I don't care. Yeah. Well, All
2: right.
1: I think there's one argument I agree. They haven't mentioned about Trout being dethroned, and one argument that you're lacking on. So here's my opinion on that. And Trout's actually missed about 30 games the last two years. If there's anything that's going to dethrone him, it could be that. But besides that, he has such great power. I mean, he took his power upwards to a whole new record last year, the whole Jewish baseball, and he can easily hit fifty home runs in a full season. Oh no, no,
0: no. You missed one thing. Nicknames. The Millville Meteor, Kingfish 2.0, God's gift, Prince Fish. That's pr- that's pretty lame, so that's another thing, right?
1: Millville Meteor is awesome. That one that one's that one's amazing.
0: All right. Bellinger even, probably got some good
1: ones. I will say for... I don't know if I've heard any of
0: those. I will
1: say for Bellinger, and I think we've seen... Cody
0: Love, baby. That's that's what it is. Cody hey, Love. Hey, I
1: love the guy, but I think I think there's one part that you're not taking account. And it's a bit new age statistic-wise, but hear me out. If you have a lineup full of people that are always going to hit well, your stats can going to be crazy. Look at the Red Sox lineup last year. Still a great lineup. There's a reason why. bets obviously very good, but there's a reason why 135 runs. And Bellinger, there's a reason why he had 120-plus RBIs. Great lineup. Yeah, but then you look at guys... That's why stats don't show it all, really. But then you look at guys such as Trout, who gets all these numbers in a, last year and a very a lot of other years before, too, were not a very good Angels lineup. So they take those to account. So if you see guys hitting over 100 RBIs, for example, Kevin Pillar, 90-plus RBIs last year, but still not doesn't grade out as a great hitter because the ball is juiced and... 24 home runs is still not above average anymore it's about average It's still it's still not bad. When you
0: take when you take Bellinger off the Dodgers though they're completely different
1: Oh of course team. I don't I don't doubt that he's great I'm just saying that you have to t- I think you should take into account that RBIs he's, and runs
0: are not everything. What, what is he sec- second or third best in all definitely, of baseball? Definitely.
2: Maybe fourth. Yeah, I'll take him fourth. Fourth. We got in I'm next? gone Trout Acuna Yelich, uh, nah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I like that.
2: I like that. Nah, Betts I mean, Bets Bets is top five with Bellinger for sure. I'm not That's sure how I would rank them exactly. L- in little, my opinion,
0: little Marte love here, not, nothing. nah,
2: nothing, Not in best player in baseball I'm
0: messing with you. I'm messing with you. Uh-oh. Pete Alonzo <laughs> come on. <easy> one. <laughs>
2: Chris Chris Bryant, number one.
0: Oh, Aaron Judge. I'm telling you.
2: Uh, Nico, Nico go. Horner, Nico
0: Horner. Henry, <laughs> all right get,
2: getting all our Homer picks in here at the end, folks.
0: L- let's wrap it up. This was a good one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you, guys, for listening to the Ace of Deal podcast tonight. We hope you love our banter, which we are trying to work on better, and it's certainly working. Q giving me the hardest time of my life here, but all for I'll, fun. i here to do Henry that. Henry being the double-sided savant as he always is, and until next time. I- What am I, the pain in the butt? Pain in the butt. Pain (laughs) in the butt. (laughs) Good night. Good night. night. (laughs) Until next time, this is the XFU Podcast.